football game. Tatum drives down and throws it down. Wow. The throw, rainbows it down the right side for Kyle Pitts. He's got it. He's there. Touchdown. Oh, my. Oh, my, indeed. Welcome back, everyone, to the Sports Bits podcast with Moco here to talk about all things NBA playoffs and breaking news because we have a lot of breaking news that happened this week out of nowhere. You hit us like a dump truck because we didn't even know what the hell what was going on. And then this random news dropped on Twitter from Woj. So yeah, all like today, like everything all, actually today. everything in the span of two days. I think it was two days yeah. span, but it's all it's crazy though. Mm-hmm. But yeah, let's get right into it because there's a lot of breaking news and we have the series to talk about, especially since the Suns actually beat the Nuggets in four and also relates to our breaking news today. So stick around for that. First thing. I want to talk about CP3 out for COVID and Kawhi Leonard with the knee injury, potentially an ACL. So quick things about that. Um, Kawhi is confirmed out for game six and potentially out for the rest of the series against the, oh crap, am I blanking already on who they're playing? Yeah, the Jazz. They're out, they're yeah. out for the Jazz. <laughs> I almost <laughs> forgot. And then Chris Paul for COVID. So we don't know if he'll be back for the Western Conference Finals, like how many games he's going to miss. But it's all up in the air. So hearing these injuries, like I just got it was like that. I was like, what is going on? And I mean, with the with the injuries, what are your first thoughts about like the injuries when you first heard about them? Uh, I mean, the one of the first things that I saw about all the injuries, barring the fact that I heard about the injuries, um yeah. <laughs> like LeBron, LeBron, you know, had that big tweet. Um, it was like a series of like three tweets or something where he just absolutely rips the NBA like a new one, um, because of how they like restarted the season too early. And he was like, oh, these players are going to get injured. And then that's exactly what happened. Um, so I don't know if, you know, that's necessarily true. If they started the season later, that this may have not happened. Um, you know, we can't really say anything about that. Yeah. But um, it definitely sucks because, I mean, as a Nets fan, Kyrie is out. James Harden was out for a little bit. Um, you know, he's not playing to his full potential. Um, and you also just hate to see, um, like, other stars on other teams. Like, you want to see the teams – like just like duke it out you know at full Full potential you know exactly full potential you want to see all that so it definitely sucks to watch all these injuries happen but the chris paul thing for me i think is kind of baloney honestly i'm not gonna (laughs) lie um because i know that lebron went to like a party during his during his series with um with phoenix uh in round one and he didn't get anything he was able to play um, and then Chris Paul hugs his family and now he's out indefinitely. <laughs> it's funny how you put it away. Like he hugged his family and now he's no, out. No, that's literally what they're getting. Mr. Conference. You know, like, I, I don't think it, I don't think it's fair. Honestly, I think it's a little ridiculous. Um, you know, and Chris Paul's like fully vaccinated also. So like, they can't even use that against him. So I think him being out for these COVID protocols, I think it's, I think it's BS. Well, yeah, I think like, especially with the COVID thing, it like, I'm just going to put my stance. Like, I think. It's, we're at a point where, like, I think we're, like, majority vaccinated, and I think we're getting to a point where, like, I think we're, like, starting to break out of COVID, and I think some of these old COVID rules are a little overblown. I think they should reduce the time, you know, less, you know, less major testing, just make sure that they're not feeling symptoms, and especially if you're vaccinated, like, I feel like you're really, you, you're all really safe, because I think exactly. the vaccine really did work. So, you know, Chris Paul should be, I mean, honestly, in my opinion, Chris Paul should be back for the Western Conference Finals. People are saying he might be out for one or two games. We don't know. Again, with these COVID protocols, we don't know. So I hope he comes back. Hopefully this, this COVID thing is all going to be quick and done, especially with the vaccine. Especially for the uh, – now let's move on to the Kawhi thing because that's actually a bigger deal because we don't know what the injury is. It says day-to-day knee injury. We People said potentially it's an ACL injury. Uh, that's what I saw on, on Twitter and Instagram. I saw ACL, but I don't know if that's true. 
Yeah. So, I mean, I'm going on basketball reference that they said is just knee, knee injury, no ACL yet. And if it's an ACL, he's out for this season and next season. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. going to really suck for the Clippers. And second of all, sucks for Kawhi because he's got to take about a half a year to recover from that as well. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be yeah. a full potential basically until the playoffs of two years from now. And I mean, well, I hope he comes back. Hope it's just a, a, like a sore, like not a sore knee, but like hope it's something quick so he can get back. And if the Clippers win against the Jazz, they're going to need him next round against the Suns, or else they're going to Suns are going to smoke him in four. Absolutely, kind of how I'm seeing it. But yeah, see, and also going back to your point about like this, like this, a bunch of people getting injured this year. It's been a really weird season. Like you, maybe LeBron was right about we started the season too early, and that's reason why we're getting to so many injuries. And it's really been a sucky season for any like NBA fans, especially because they don't get to see our star players play a lot because yeah, they're injured. Yeah. So Nets fans feel it the most, and a lot of other major teams feel it the most. I mean, Jason Tatum. I mean, Brown. Actually, correction, I got to feel it too because Brown yeah, was injured. Yeah, no, Brown was out for a while. Brown was out for the la- like the last side like two games and for the playoffs, which really ruined our chances. So I'm like. Actually, I guess Celtics fans did really feel it as well. Point being, injuries affect the NBA a lot harder than you think. And this season is a good representation of that. Hmm. Yeah, I I think LeBron definitely has a point. I don't know if he's correct or not, like I said, but I think he definitely has a point. Because, like, the amount of injuries that we're seeing is, like, ridiculous. You know, like, injuries are a part of the game and whatnot. But at this, like, level, we're almost at this point just about – every team in the or um every team in the playoffs right now is experiencing some form of like bs um yep. you know with chris paul being out for the covid protocols for the suns i think the jazz are the only ones that are no uh, i was gonna, i was going to say the jazz have mike conley out so mike, right yeah, yeah yeah mike conley's been out for i don't think he's play, has he played at all he played during the i don't grizzlies think he, he has not played at all i don't think this whole playoffs which really did hurt their chances a couple games in the grizzlies series i'm pretty sure but yeah. definitely not in the clippers series he's been out for the whole time mm-hmm. um yeah the jazz are feeling it clippers are feeling it um nets are feeling it now kyrie's been out harden was out for a little bit um yeah. Sixers, yeah, I think, are well, fine. Think, yeah, six. Well, I mean, well, I mean, you could problems. debatably say Ben Simmons has been injured with his free throw shooting, but you know what? <laughs> he might as well be. Um, actually, yeah, yeah, no, that's not true because um, the the Sixers, the Hawks, and um, the Bucks right Bucks. now, I don't think off the top of my head have any major injuries. Yeah, the starting lineups. Yeah, no major players like you know, like a you know, example like a Drew Holiday is an injury or something like that. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, it's still a lot of teams that are that are affected, and and if you think about it, Nuggets didn't have Jamal Murray in the series, and that could have yeah, pushed exactly. this, the game to this game seven, like pushed the series to game seven, and like you know, again, just they're already eliminated. But point being, injuries have been a big part of the season, yeah, just absolutely. managing them. And it's been like screwing with just everything. Yeah. <laughs> We're all fed up. We're done with this. <laughs> We're done. Exactly. Like, bro, I want to see everyone play, you know? I know. That's yeah, what we watch the game for, man. We watch for the for the players. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> next thing, uh, we have a lot of coaches getting fired. It's like left and right. So the Seriously. news came out. News came out that Scott Brooks on, on the Wizards got fired. And then after like two hours later, Steve Van Gundy from the uh, um, Pelicans got fired after one year of being on the team. Mm-hmm. And then today – Oh, uh, actually, yesterday. Let's actually let's tie it in. So yesterday, the GM of the Mavericks got fired, and then today, Rick Carlisle gets fired. So basically, they cleared house at the on the Mavericks, and then of course, Gundy and Brooks got fired. So wait, um, did Rick Carlisle get fired, or did he decide not to come back? Because I was hearing mixed things about that. Ah, uh, now you're making me think. <laughs> yeah, making I don't me... know if Rick. Car- I I know that I'm like pre. I know Scott Brooks got fired. Um, and okay. I'm pretty sure that Van Gundy got fired. Um, Never mind. He says Ricardo won't, won't return as the Mavericks head coach. So I guess he did quit. 
yeah, he probably was. I well, wasn't he? Um, he wants to go to the Bucks actually, because I mean, after once Milwaukee is done with this playoffs, um, uh, other than the fact if they win a championship, I'm pretty. Sure oh my God, Woj tweeted this. Like this is his statement on notes. Wait, if you can see it, there you go. He made a statement on, <laughs> on notes, <laughs> like no formal statement or anything. He just wrote it on notes. Is that after my number of in-person conversations with Mark Cuban over the last week, I'm informed to him that I will not return as the head coach of the Mavericks and then yada, yada. I'm just like, that's so funny. Why he like, he should have made like with, with his lawyers and made a formal statement. Why on the notes? Like that I'm could have had so many faults. Screenshot of his notes. That's, that's like, oh, well, you know, oh crap. I was about to say like, we could tell like what, what carrier he has. Maybe he has like a sprint user or something. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, does it matter if he is a sprint user? I don't know. Just <laughs> kind of funny. If I could pull something out there, but point being, Rick Carlos seems like he was pissed and just wrote something on notes. And then uh, like, he didn't even formally make anything about it. He just wanted to leave his ASAP. Oh, so, so that's Rick Carlisle's statement to Woj. No, and- no, to, to um, statements to ESPN. Okay, but so it was Rick Carlisle's statement that he just wrote in his notes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there you go. That's the, that's. I mean, I guess it just shows like how done he is. Like little, little he cares. Yeah. About like, all that kind of crap. You know, apparently, I, I was watching some guy, and he's actually had a little more insight about this than I did. Um, one guy on YouTube, he's talking about that. Apparently, the GM, the former GM, I forgot his name, but he was like a super like, major a hole to everybody. Like he was super like. Like, oh, my way, the highway type of deal. And, like, he was super – he was, like, basically, like, a former data analyst guy. And, like, he did his own stuff and, like, try to, like, enforce his will on certain things that he thought he would, like, oh, this would be better. But then, like, Rick Carlisle is clearly the better co- – like, a coach and knows what he's talking about. Yeah, so he's like about basketball. Yeah. And, like, I feel like as a GM, you should be – let, let the coach do his thing and, like, you know, make sure he give him the right players to succeed. Just don't be forcing, like, oh, we should be playing, like, a – like a triangle formation, like what? <laughs> like, yeah, like, what? No, the GM should have like very little to do with the playbook. Yeah, you know, that's if anything. That's yeah. Carlisle's job. And also going to the um, Bucks uh, thing you were talking about earlier, I think Carlisle would be a great fit for the Bucks considering Boonhoser can't do jack with the Bucks. I mean, seriously, I don't know what his deal is, but he's been having so many problems. He has a two time MVP, um, one time defensive player of the year in Giannis. Mm-hmm. Uh, great second option in Chris Middleton. Just got um one of the, the best greatest pickup they've ever gotten yeah uh, drew holiday best, yeah one of the best defensive guards in the league and drew holiday um and i mean they're doing well now i mean i think you know they're smoking the nets right now because the nets are allergic to scoring in the first half mm-hmm. but um yeah no i don't understand why budenhoser has having so many problems with the squad that he has like they have the talent you know they have the raw talent i just don't know yeah well they have three like i would debatably say top 10 players i don't know about Kyrie, but i i say top 10 players but yeah yeah so i mean it's 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 just interesting hearing all those news all at once especially all at once like especially during the playoffs like you would think they would wait till the offseason to take care of all this stuff but they're just like all right we're just gonna keep moving on like we haven't even finished the playoff. I mean, I guess they're technically in their offseason. Like, I guess the Pelicans are yeah, – all those teams are because they all got eliminated. Technically. But, yeah, uh, <laughs> the next bit of new – I mean, yeah, the coach is being fired. We'll see. I don't think Van, Dug- Van Gundy is going to find a spot. I think Brooks may find an assistant spot somewhere, but I don't think Van Gundy is going to find another head coaching spot again because just how bad he was. Like, want him. That's know? exactly it. He's a very old-school kind of guy. And he, I, the, like, the thing that pissed me off the most is like, he made Lonzo a spot shooter the whole year. Yeah, like <laughs> that's that's what I notice every time I watch the Pelicans game. It's like, why is Lonzo staying out there when he should be having the ball and feeding 
Zion is like exactly. kind of my thought about it. I don't know what kind of like mental gymnastics you have to go through to like make Lonzo your shooter. But it, I mean, Alonzo's not a bad shooter. He was I mean, shooting well this season. You said that if you say that about two years ago, you'd be punching Van Gundy in the face because yeah, you're not. Be like, what are you even thinking? But, <laughs> Why? Um, but like, I can't. I mean, yeah, Alonzo's like a good shooter now, decent shooter now. Yeah. But um, he like he's a good facilitator. Give him the ball, you know. Exactly. But yeah, I mean that's I mean that's it. I mean I, I don't really want to have much to say. Otherwise, like they really deserve to get fired. Like Scott Brooks. Yeah, I couldn't get Beal, couldn't get Beal anywhere. So I'm Beal's mad. So you might as well fire your coach because exactly. Beal is probably has more power than Scott Brooks in the organization. Clearly, yeah, and Beal doesn't even. He's been like very vocal about not wanting to leave Washington, um, which just, I think is ridiculous. But you know, it's, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you, yeah, you want the Nets to get another superstar? <laughs> superstar? <laughs> yeah, I want Bradley and Beal to come over to Brooklyn. Oh my god. I think it's like a very similar situation to Damian Lillard. Like both of those players have very good talent. Um but they're loyal. Exactly. There's like I think it's like they're just too loyal. You know, I mean they're loyal to a fault. But um but yeah, I think Bradley Beal is also starting to get on that track because he is clearly a great basketball player, you know, Mm -hmm. Bradley Beal. So I don't understand why they did they yeah, they got beaten five by the Sixers this past off uh postseason mm-hmm. so like i don't know dude it's really <laughs> exactly so hopefully they find a good coach for for beal or else beal's gonna like just retire yeah. <laughs> so westbrook, well, westbrook's also there yeah westbrook's also there but i don't know how much help that's gonna be but uh uh let's go on to the news i actually told you like right now before we started luca and zion want out like they've made statements about like like basically i want to leave this this organization and yes, i want to preface just told me that i didn't like yeah. i didn't hear about that at all until yeah it, it happened today and like i want to preface this like i don't think like my thought is uh and a lot of people in like nba circles are like they don't want out i think they're just trying to pressure like i mean i think they will want out eventually but i think their point being is that they want to push like pressure the organization to uh, you know, get them the right pieces, get them a better coaching staff, whatever they need to do, like to surround them with better players because, or better like equipment, whatever resources, because they are not getting the sufficient enough resources with the current roster and team and staff they have now and putting, and they're their star player, like top, whatever, like there's like their best player, like their star, like superstar, all-star player. And you really, and they're like, if they're saying this, like, and if they want to leave, that's a problem. Like the Pelicans without Zion is nothing. The Mavs without Luca are nothing. You need to get them the pieces they need. Especially since Mark Cuban has been pretty vocal about how he wants to keep Luca like pretty much forever. You mm-hmm. know? Like he wants to make him like the franchise player, kind of like Dirk. Um, and yeah, I mean, if it's like his third, fourth year in the league at this point, um, yep. And he says he wants out, like you're in trouble because that guy is only going to get better. Um, you know, definitely a future MVP, I think, um, potentially finals MVP as well. But um, yep. yeah, if you want to keep him, you got to start building around him. Yeah, they and are the future of the NBA. Clearly was not the piece. Yeah, <laughs> clearly KP was not it. And, and clearly, um, uh, I mean, I guess Lonzo was all right. I think Brandon Ingram and Lonzo are pretty good. I mean, I don't know about the rest of the bench. And then Steven Adams, like. Not that Brandon Ingram was on the Pelicans. That should just testify more to like Van Gun- Steve Van Gundy's coaching be coaching because because brandon ingram was fire on the pelicans and lonzo played played well well. and i wasn't ingram an all-star um last year or the year this year i'm gonna double check that so we don't yeah let's see because i i don't i mean i I remember hearing ingram being an all-star at some point but um he is most improved player last year 
Okay, so most improved player, but still, like he's a he's a great player. Um, Lonzo's great, Zion's great. Why they didn't even make the playoffs? Like, what the hell? You know? Yeah, I mean, I also like one thing I noticed that a lot of people were talking about. Like, I didn't come up with this, but a lot of people were saying like. Why did you get Steven Adams, a person who'd sit in the paint and block Luca's like lanes and also like paint area where he dominates? Like you should just give you should surround Luca with shooters, like surround Luca with shooters, and then you let Luca. I mean, not Luca, Zion. Surround Zion with shooters. Okay, yeah, and let Zion do his you, thing. You said Steven Adams and Luca, and I was like, what? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> but yeah, Steven Adams is not a good fit there, and I think that's one of the mistakes that like the Pelicans organization made. Organization made was like getting Steven Adams was yeah, not exactly. helpful he's t- and steven like i love steven adams steven adams great but um no i think you're totally right he wasn't a good fit there because like you said he's just clogging the paint and that's where zion needs to do most of his work you know who needs a center the celtics <laughs> Celtics. <laughs> and um, i'm saying if they make the if the melicans make the right moves they're gonna ship adams somewhere so like we could pick him up more like they'll let him walk yeah. or whatever i would actually be great for the celtics because steven adams is more of an offensive big man and you already have a defensive big man in robert williams I think yeah, he'll bring that office to, to the to the front court that we never had mm-hmm. last year. I mean, Tatum was our power forward. You could say he was our our offense, but like he's more. If you really think about it, Jalen Brown's more of a shooting guard, and Tatum's more of a small forward. You really need to get some like true bigs, like true like mm-hmm. stretch forwards or defensive bigs in there. Like Robert Williams is a good fix, and then Stephen Adams would be great. But I'm going on a tangent. Point being. Does it get Luca and Zion some help, or are they out? They're going somewhere else, and they're bringing their talents to South Beach. So yeah, both of them going to South Beach. <laughs> we're going to South Beach. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's it for that little, like, quick snippet of news. But uh, the, we got two more pieces of the news. There's a lot of stuff that went on um, this th- during the NBA. So the next part is actually about the Team USA stuff because, you know, the Olympics are the summer. Are this summer? Is it the uh, yeah, summer? So. Yeah, they're the summer. So, quick thing, Pop is replacing Coach K as the official coach of Team USA. Congrats, Pop. I love both of the coaches. Yo, Pop, Coach K, I, ra- I was raised on Duke-UNC basketball, like the rivalry, because I was a UNC fan. So, this is – I mean, this I mean, sad to see Coach K walk, but I think Pop would be a great replacement. And uh, the currently, as we know, Tatum has accepted a spot on there, Beal and Lillard, because you just told me about Lillard. So, we have three good – three solid players on Team USA. Yeah. Those, yeah, those are three great players right there. Definitely going to bring a gold medal home for the boys. Um, did you want to talk about the thing with uh, Serbia? <laughs> oh, yeah, and how, like, Serbia is looking low-key kind of dangerous because they're going to have Luka, Jokic, and Boban. Boban, I think, I like, think he's Bo- – I think Boban's Serbia. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's from – wait, aren't – no, because him and Luka are from I, – I, I think they're both, like, from the same um, country, which is Serbia. So um, I think so. I yeah, think like, so. Two two seven footers on Serbia, um, and then Luca. So like I don't I like know, Luka. Serbia is looking kind of dangerous. Is Sylvia? Wait, no, he's he's from Slovenia. Slovenia. Oh, he's from Slovenia. Wait, Luka Slovenia. Is so where where's Joker from? I'm gonna look where Nick. Uh, Joker. He's gotta be from Serbia. He's from Serbia. So where is Boban? Boban. Oh, um, I'm quickly doing. Serbia. So Serbia's gonna have Joker and Boban, <laughs> Boban, and Lucas. Uh, uh, Slovenia, Slovenia will have Luca. That'll be fun. Tony, bro, Jokic and Boban on the same squad. <laughs> Yo, put wrong. Jokic at the four right now, and then put Boban at the five. This is about oh, to be a dominant. Put Jokic team. starting point guard. Starting point guard. I'm 
What are you pulling a bowl bowl nuggets type thing, putting bowl like nu- a bowl bowl bubble type thing and put them at the five yeah. or four one or whatever? Big man in the point guard. I think it's really, <laughs> I think it's a great way to go. Especially oh if you have a, a player like Jokic. I think putting Jokic at the starting the one. guard spot is perfect. He just towers over all the European dudes. Exactly. Like, and who's gonna guard him? They're gonna have to switch a center on him. You know, like it's not like yeah. they're gonna have like some six three guy guarding Jokic. Like that's kind of hilarious, but <laughs> yeah, it, would be, it would be comical. Yeah, but uh, yeah, congrats, Team USA, and hopefully you get some more players after the playoffs are done. Maybe most of the playoff players like will probably opt out, but hopefully some of the, you know, the teams that didn't make it, like we'll maybe we'll get like a Brandon, like a Zion will join, Brandon Ingram will join, Luca. Actually, I can't can't say Luca. Yeah, um, who else? I can't think of anybody. Like LeBron may may join. I don't know if LeBron wants to like put some more strain on his body playing for team USA again. I think he did say that he's going to opt out of the Olympics, LeBron, yeah. and he's going to play for the Toon squad instead. Oh, that's what it was. That's <laughs> the other piece of news. That's the other piece of news that happened like four days ago about him, him, his taking his talents to Toon squad over, over. Yeah, he's, team he, USA. Said, he said, screw the Lakers, screw you coos. And he's just going to play with the, Toon squad. Toon squad. <laughs> That's what it was. I was like, I saw this thing on Twitter because I follow this uh, other podcast, and they're like, yo, like, this is such disrespect, like, LeBron not playing for Team USA. I'm like, man's 36. Like, what do you expect him to do? He's not going to yeah, be able to play another season if he gets injured at Team USA. Yeah, he doesn't even want to play for them. You know? I know. He doesn't even want to play for the Lakers. Want... He doesn't want to play for the NBA right now. So Yeah, like, I don't, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't want – LeBron to play on the Olympic team if he doesn't want to, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's was, he's going to be a liability at that point. So yeah, because then he would like obviously not care or like just not you know like put his heart into it. Which he can he can be there for moral support. I say that. I say yeah, yeah. He'll show up to the games, you know, cheer cheer the guys on. Bring two squad along with him, right? Bring two yeah, bring two squad. Hopefully. That, oh my god, that would be the real moral support right there. All right, last piece of news because this is also going twenty minutes, but I think that's the most exciting news of the whole the whole yeah, series. No, uh, whole that's great news. That's great. News. Great, great uh, set of news. But uh, so um, some news came out of uh, Phoenix. Uh, some fans <laughs> <laughs> apparently a Suns. Hold on, apparently a Suns fan. I think during game uh, game three or game four was, yeah, was punching crazy. two Nuggets fans, so yelling Suns in they, four. Hold on, yelling Suns in four. The two Nuggets fan ran, fans ran away. D book saw that, saying like, "Yo, we need to find this guy." And had like an investigative team on the on the, for like the Suns organization find the guy, found the name, and now giving that fan an autographed Devin Booker jersey for saying that and doing all that punching fans. I don't think it was that hard to find him. His name on Instagram is Sons and Four. <laughs> it definitely was not difficult for them to. Find that was him. before. That was, he he changed his name after that happened. But point being, they had to like look at the ticket registry and all that stuff. But point being, you're getting an autograph for fighting two fans. It's like what I'm basically yeah. getting. They the do, of. bro. They literally. Right, so first off, for those who don't know the whole news about it, um, the video is hilarious. You should definitely watch it. Yeah. But um. Uh, the oh my god what was I gonna say so the Nuggets fans swung first supposedly okay I, I heard um he was actually on the the barstool I forgot the dude's name but the yeah. Sons and Four guy was on the barstool podcast um and he was telling the story so apparently yeah so, uh, the Nuggets fans swung first um and he was like you know heckling them or whatever talking trash uh, and yeah. then tried to watch the game, but then they started like tugging at the back of his jersey or whatever. Um, oh, and boy. then the whole altercation like went down where he just like pummeled both of them, and then they <laughs> ran away like little sissies. 
but um that's, yeah, a, that's a nice way of saying it <laughs> yeah exactly like i can't say the other word really but um yeah i um, think this is like one of the greatest things ever i think it's hilarious because also like devin booker is super into it and i love that because um okay i got the name i got the yo yo i got the name nick mick mckeller yeah nick mckeller yeah sons and four and he's on the bar stool about two days ago but um i actually know i love this whole thing that's going down because um i I love it when like the fans kind of just like trash each other um i'm not gonna like advocate for (laughs) what do you like hockey like hockey fans (laughs) <laughs> yeah exactly like hockey fans drunken hockey fans. Big hockey fans well but um yeah, yeah so <laughs> i'm not necessarily advocating saying that you should go punch, punch fans yeah like punch fans of other teams but um i mean if it gets I, you an autographed jersey i mean is it yeah, worth it, it? probably jersey, and it gets you yeah. spotted uh, like featured on barstool like on the yeah, on the official exactly. barstool and, you know Devin Booker or whoever the star is of your team might come looking for you who knows but, yeah, um, I should I should definitely punch some Nets fans and get get a Tatum jersey. Yeah, Tatum come at jersey. me. Come <laughs> <out>. <laughs> Yo, it's all set. It's a setup. It's a setup. It's a, <laughs> it was all, it was all a setup to get a signed jersey. But yeah, uh, <laughs> Suns mean, and actually, four. Yeah, you, you punch me, I'll punch you, and then we can see if we can get signed jerseys. From our a bet, <laughs> bet. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I love it. But um, oh, I got hey. to go punch a Bucks fan because yeah, we're playing the Bucks. Yeah, punch a punch a Bucks fan, see what happens. I don't but, know any Bucks fans. <laughs> no, you have to go to the game Bucks and get hurt and get swarmed by Bucks fans. I think now, since everyone knows about that, they're all gonna be like high alert and be like, "Yo, if anyone starts punching me, we're swarming the guy." <laughs> we're swarming. Yeah, 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 no, definitely. They're sitting there like, if anyone comes in and says anybody in four, like we're punching him, swarm him. <laughs> Because apparently it did, it did happen. Because um, let's transition to the game, like the games and stuff. Because uh, Suns actually won in four against the Nuggets. So he, is, he was right. I don't. I'm, I'm gonna say if he if he said that during game four, I don't know the full story. But again, I, I don't know what, which game he said it. But if he said it during game four, bro, like why? And if he said it during game three, I'd be like, all right. I think, I think he said it during game three. So yeah, that's respectable. Respectable. Yeah, exactly. No, he made it. Oh, great. okay. Yeah, game. I think it looks like game three because yeah, Friday the eleventh. Yeah, it have it would have to be Friday the eleventh. Mm-hmm. Can't be yeah, this so week. Game three. So um, yeah, no, he totally predicted that. Awesome. I mean, it's not like it was that difficult to predict. Yeah. But, I, um, yeah. I mean, but I think that was a really interesting series to watch because um, like, did you watch any of the games? I watched a couple, and it just looked like the Suns had full control. That's what I was just about to say. I only yeah. watched like a couple of the games, but um, you could just watch the Suns' offense and their defense. Honestly, they played great defense, but their offense was just carving the Nuggets' defense. Like it was nobody's business. They had control the whole time. It was like never up for debate. I mean, it's still like I think they play like the Nuggets played well. I think it's just a problem of I think defense, and also just having Chris Paul being overpowered and and Devin yeah, Booker being, being overpowered. Cheap. Yeah, and also Jamal Murray was out, um, so that definitely could have probably been, you know, like five, six-game series. Um, I still think the Suns would have won uh, either way. Yeah. But, yeah, I think it was just really strange to watch the end, the MVP of this season get absolutely torched. Oh, hold on. A quick thing, the, the MVP getting to- torched, but I just thought about this real quick because I didn't, we didn't discuss this, but think about it. So if Jamal Murray was back, and think about it, like if they pushed to game six, Chris Paul has COVID right now. Imagine if a full-strength Nuggets team played against a non-Chris Paul Suns team. Yeah, like no, James right. is going to get mad at us for saying this, but, like, they could push it to game seven, potentially win if Chris Paul is not there. And of oh, course, he's like, oh, Chris great Paul idea. 
do you see like in the chat it's like oh great idea that like without chris paul we wouldn't have won like there is some logic to that because like if you, did you see their performance without chris paul in the first round it wasn't yeah, great like they did they did okay um like i think I mean, they weren't a bad team i'm just like chris paul is that x factor that they need with playmaking and leadership mm-hmm. that they need on the court to play like at their elite level that and, they have and if without yeah. him I, I don't think they could i mean they i think, I think they could win game seven but it would be a hard game seven. It would have been push, a much tougher series for them. But also, um, you got to look at it. We're like, so Chris Paul makes Devin Booker a lot better, and Devin Booker already, and DeAndre Ayton. And let's, DeAndre let's Ayton. There. But um, yeah. So he makes Devin Booker a lot better. Devin Booker is already a great player, but he has very little playoff experience, and we've seen him go through some slumps through the regular season, at least, where he's had some like you know iffy games. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, with Chris Paul not being there and, you know, Jamal Murray being on for the Nuggets in this, like, hypothetical reality that we're positing. Um, Yeah, yeah, I think it definitely would have been much tougher series for the Suns. I still think I probably would have had them in six or seven, but um, definitely would have been a lot tougher for them. Yeah, I would confidently say, like, like Suns in seven even, or even Nuggets in seven, if Mm. Chris Paul wasn't there. But again, like, I guess I, like, I'm a big Chris Paul fan in general. I'm not. I'm not a Suns fan, but I'm just a Chris Paul fan. Like, dude, I have CP3s. Like, I was fans since Lob City or even the Pelicans. So I, I love what Chris Paul does. Like, I've heard he's a like a a hole of teammates, but like, I mean, I think that's just part of him. Like, just pushing people. Like, I think people yeah, no, like I, get the wrong similar pressure. mentality to like Kobe and MJ. Not saying that like Chris Paul has that. Like, MJ was an. I mean, MJ was an absolute like. I, I, I'll say it, asshole to his teammates. Like oh, he, he totally was, was, like famously. I mean, like Rashid Wallace. Oh no, it wasn't Rashid Wallace. Um, uh, ben Wen- Billington. No, Kwame Brown. Um, Kwame Brown was playing in the league when he was in. I'm pretty sure. Right. Wait, hold on. I am. Are you sure? Because no, I'm thinking of someone else. But I'm. I'm Steve Kerr, Bill Wennington. It was some. No, it was when MJ Tyler was playing on the, on the Wizards. It was when MJ oh was Wizards. I don't know Wizards, man. I just know from the documentary because we got to open like our eyes open from the documentary that MJ it was on the ground. Get out of here! It was. It was okay because I don't know any Wizards history with with uh with the MJ because that was crappy MJ. That was not real MJ. <laughs> So yeah, no. Yeah. So it was it was it was uh, Kwame Brown, and apparently MJ just like totally ruined this dude's career because he would just like because I think it was um, MJ was in the front office for the Wizards um, the season before he was a player, and then yeah. he decided to draft Kwame Brown at the number one pick, but intended on trading him for somebody else. I don't know exactly who. But um, and then that trade what? fell through. Yeah, exactly. So then apparently the trade fell through. So then MJ was stuck with Kwame Brown. He did not want him. He straight up did not want Kwame Brown. Um, and then just like ripped the dude a new one every single time. Totally ruined his career. I think. It I is. mean, that's probably why he was terrible. But exactly. But like, no, it's totally why. The, like, um, I mean, I'm, we're totally going off track here because we weren't talking about this at all. But um, <laughs> yeah, yep. it's about the whole thing of just like being like assholes to your teammates and stuff. Um. Yeah, like MJ was a total asshole to his teammates. Um, Hold on, pause. Pause, quick second. And this is my only. I'm gonna let's say this one thing. You don't have to. You don't have to comment back on it. But, but the thing about Kwame Brown's career got ruined. But second of all, why waste the first overall pick on Kwame and then trade? Why don't you just trade the first round pick instead of drafting then trading? Makes no sense in my mind as as a person who loves playing like my league in 2K. I always I always use the first round pick to draft, never to draft then trade. That is the dumbest yeah. thing. It lowers the value because depending on who you trade, who you draft, because it because the whoever think about it, 
whoever you draft will have different value, different teams. If you just leave the first overall pick, it has infinite, like a, infinitely higher value, infinite value overall, infinite value, for sure. infinite value to any team. Cause they can draft whoever they want. So that's my last comment on that. That's like Definitely a GM thing. Never draft and trade is like my thing. thing. Um, I also could, I mean, I saw this. Um, oh my God. I can't remember where I saw it. So I could be talking out of my ass, um, but yeah. I'm pretty confident that what I'm saying is true. But back to the point that we were actually going to make was um, yeah. Like these guys just pushing their teammates like really hard. Um, yeah. Like the Chris Paul effect is definitely real. He makes whatever team he goes to infinitely better. Um, and yeah, I think it's really tragic that he's going to be out for these next couple games. And I think it's baloney, but you know, that's just me. <laughs> I agree. Cause I love Chris. I love that. I especially love that series and hopefully in the Western conference, it'll be a fun game. So yeah, exactly. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Cause whoever like the J- jazz or the Clippers, whoever goes against the Suns in the next round, it's going to be a great series. Yeah. Oh God. I, I was just, I was, I was looking at the, I was thinking we had to talk about the 76ers Hawks next. I'm just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I just remember seeing the blowout. Like they, the, the Sixers blew out. I mean, I hate Philly fans in general. I'm a, I'm a Boston fan. I'm supposed to hate Philly, but point being Hawks were down 30, 25 ish points came back in the second half and won the game, a one Oh nine to one Oh six in game five. Are you, are you looking at, at the right now? Yeah. At home, at home in Philly, Philly blew a 25 point lead. Is that all I need to say about the Hawks? Like they are the um, surprise team. They're like the Cinderella story of this, of this play. Check out Ben Simmons shooting from the free throw line. Oh, wait. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Four for 14. Yeah. Four for 14. Like dude. Oh my God. It's two for two for four on the, on, at the, on the field or uh, whatever. How many points did he have that game? He had eight, Um, eight, eight points. (laughs) And he played 38 minutes, I think, something like that. Yep, right? 38 minutes, 38 nine minutes. assists, yeah. nine assists, steal in a block, only yeah, only two, like, only one foul. <laughs> I don't understand why. I mean, these playoffs have to solidify Ben Simmons just being. I I mean, I don't want to say a bum because like he's still a decent player in the regular he's season. Totally overrated for sure. Um, in the regular season, I'd say he's yeah, a better Yeah, in the regular player. season, he's great. But for some reason, the playoffs, he just blows. Um, okay, can I also I say – oh, actually, I'll let you finish. Let me let you – Yeah, yeah let you no, so I think that if Philly ends up losing this series to the Hawks, which I think is very possible, um, I do not see Ben Simmons staying in Philly for much longer, whether that be him wanting out, um, Fair. the front office trading him, or the fans might straight up just run him out of town because they don't want him. <laughs> Like, I mean, Philly fans are brutal. You just said it, you know? Like, yeah. they definitely just run that dude out of town, no problem. We, Boston fans are, 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 are a-holes because we had to compete with Philly being a-holes. So, like, we, that's kind of where we get our energy. Yeah, exactly. but uh, someone has to – yeah, you guys, like, kind of balance each other out sometimes, but, like, both of you guys suck. <laughs> like, Philly fans <laughs> and Boston fans. I mean, oh my I know, god! I know Boston fans as uh, I'm a Yankees fan, so um, I know yep. Boston fans as Red Sox fans. So yeah, I, I've always hated Boston. <laughs> you see why this dichotomy works great on the podcast. But <laughs> we got James in the Western Conference. Yeah, we Yeah. Oh my god! Oh my god! But uh, the one thing I'm going to say about the series, like Game Five, especially. Seth Curry and Joel were the only people scoring in the second half, first of all. Second of all, Tobias Harris only had four points the whole game. This man has not been performing in the second round. I'm just like, why? You need to step it up 
Tobias is you were scoring like 30 plus points every game during the regular season and the, even in the first round. Mm-hmm. Where yeah. are you? I mean, he did play a couple games good, but like like he needs to consistently be good if you want to win against the Hawks because you got to you can't disrespect the Hawks now. You can't disrespect them. They're up 3-2 against you. Yeah, no, you definitely can. They have pieces that I mean, I've said I said it last week. Um, they have a lot of shooters. You know, Trey Young is very dangerous. Clint Capella is awesome. John Collins, um, you know, great rebounder, big, um, you know, kind of like a overall big. big. I think overall big. Overall big. big. He's, he's great at that. Um, so, yeah, like I don't think like anyone disrespecting the Hawks at this point, I think, needs to turn the TV on because they're <laughs> a serious threat right now. People like downing the Hawks. I'm like, I mean, every mainstream media, media like like ESPN and all that, will will downplay the Hawks because you know, oh, they're always about the big market teams like Philly and stuff because that makes it better because they can have Kevin Hart on their show and talk about the Hawks, yeah, exactly. the Sixers. So, as like someone who's very unpartial about this and like just not unpartial, but point being like we like to look at the smaller market teams and say like, oh, we can we can like root for the like smaller guy because they're playing really well. Um, they deserve it. And if they beat the Sixers, they definitely deserve it. And they should definitely Absolutely. get more more heat in the mainstream media, mainstream yeah, sports media. Because also, like, Philly isn't ha- – they have, like, no injuries right now, no major injuries. So, if the Hawks beat them, like, yeah, they definitely deserve it 100%. At full yeah. strength. It's not like Ben's – I mean, you can classify Ben Simmons as injured because his, his, sure, his elbows are not man, working. But... <laughs> his elbows well, are – I mean, that's – yeah, that's not – I mean, he's still on the floor, you know. Four for 14, though. Like, I can't imagine. Like, I, I just don't get it. He's a guard. Like, he, yo, he, yo, I actually, <laughs> I heard this from, I think, Dorisberg or some of the announcers during the, the Sixers game, like, last night or the night before. Yo, we should basically just pull a hack, a hack of Ben and just, like, yeah. just let him shoot free throws the whole game. That's, I mean, bro, that's what the Wizards were doing for, like, I think the one <laughs> game that they won. It was, like, yeah, the last, like, five minutes or, like, the last three minutes or whatever. They were like, let's just put Ben Simmons on the free throw line because yo, it's hack a bed, bro, or hack a shack, but hack a bed, hack a shack, hack a bed, whatever you want to call it. Dude, I just every time I heard every time I like when I first heard that, I just thought about the clip about like the apparently it's a like you remember that tip off is like apparently they called a hack a shack and then pop is like this to, to shack is like oh yeah, you, yeah you remember that clip yeah all NBA fans should know this clip but you look up just hack a shack like coach like just coach pop and you'll like punch thumbs up or whatever yeah. you'll see, love that's it. also why i love pop is because he like has a good sense of humor as well <laughs> he's like pop, yeah you see he you see uh shack at the ball first you foul like probably they're calling a hack a shack on on, yeah. on like, whoever it, was, player, it was literally like right off of tip off. it's right like right on the tip off and i'm just and he's just like you see him like yeah, he's on like, the sideline. Got, got, got the game plan all set out. Oh my god! But yeah, that's. I mean, I just heard that. I was like, hack a Ben might work. Hack a Ben's gonna work. I think I, it'll honestly, work. Honestly, I'm thinking when when do do they play again? They play tomorrow, right? They play tomorrow. Yes, correct. Mark my words. I'm telling you, if hack it's a ben. Close, if it's a close game, hack a Ben. Fourth quarter, they're gonna start. Just ha- yeah, there's just gonna be hack a Ben. Hack a Ben. If it works, like. Four for 14 from the free throw line. Yeah, I'm going to put you on the free throw line. Hey, hey, you don't have to play any any defense against them because if you're if you're fouling them, you just put your crappy players in and just let them rack up the fouls. And then you just play offense with like leave Trey Young on the field, on the course, obviously. On the field. Yeah, you can put like a role player bench warmer and be like, just go hit him. 
Like just go yeah, hit him or hug him or whatever you got to do to foul yeah, him. Like, I don't care what you do, just foul him. You know, like, <laughs> dude, I love I love this hack of end thing. All right, <laughs> I think we talked about hack of end long enough. Um, yeah. I think yeah. we should um we should definitely talk about the Clippers, uh, especially with the yeah. Kawhi thing, because we just talked about the Kawhi injury, but I definitely didn't talk about the Clippers' performance mm-hmm. game five without Kawhi. Let's let's talk about that. Really, did you watch that game? Real like, did you watch that? Uh, yeah, I did actually watch that game. Yeah. So I mean, what's your first thoughts on that game? You know, with playoff P, with playoff P coming back apparently. Oh, playoff P finally, you know, decided to step foot in the building. Um, he had a great <laughs> game. Yeah, he shot like pretty mediocre from three, but he shot over fifty percent from the field. Um, mm-hmm. So he and I think he had like sixteen rebounds or something like that. Like he had a he had a fat double double. Um, so he's playing great or he was playing great. We'll see, you know, for the rest of the series, but to me, for me, the player to watch on the Celtics right now, Celtics, is Jackson Celtics only have on the Clippers, <laughs> <laughs> not on the Clippers, on the Celtics, uh, on the, on the Clippers, Jesus Christ, um, is Reggie Jackson. I agree. Yeah. Reggie Jackson is doing great. Also Mar- um, Marcus Morris senior is playing really well. I know in game five, he shot like 10 for 12, um, yeah. on the field so he's doing really well um but yeah Reggie Jackson is just turning it up right now he honestly just a couple of the plays that I was watching last night you could definitely tell that um he was just like screw it you know like I'll do it myself um, <laughs> and he did you took know? over yeah he really did take over um he had a great game I love yeah. watching Reggie Jackson play in in these playoffs yeah, activated his takeover and decided to play well. And yeah, we'll I see never if stays for next game. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. But I never thought Reggie Jackson would have been a guy to like rely on in the playoffs. You know, I because like I've watched like I've, I've watched him most of his career just because as like an outside fan. It's like mm-hmm. I never would have thought Reggie Jackson was like this good, but he is now. So that's what I'm saying. It's that's great. Really and interesting to watch him. We've been trashing on this guy, and now he's on the bench. And look where the Clippers are at. They won a game. Pat Bev's on the bench now. Look at that. See? Reggie Jackson clearly st- took the point guard role from him. So, oh dude, oh, Pat Bev had one of the worst plays I've ever seen last night. It was ridiculous. Yeah, I saw it. Like, he, he was trying to pass the ball and just immediately got stolen by, I think it was like Donovan or. No, it wasn't even the steal. Um, the oh. Jazz were inbounding the ball. So they were inbounding. So they were 97 feet away from the other basket mm-hmm. you know um, i remember if i remember this place so just yeah i keep talking yeah so they were very far away on the other end of the the court and um i i can't remember who was inbounding but one of the jazz players was trying to inbound to donovan mitchell and like pat bev just like pushes mitchell over you know and they're like oh yeah oh, yeah exactly and i was just watching that like dude what are you doing Cause like, we know that Pat Bev has a history of, you know, being just like overly aggressive and stuff like that. And that's fine. I mean, that makes a does. great defender like Marcus Smart, but he, he brings good defensive intensity, but I was just like, dude, you got to like put your head on straight. You know, like, <laughs> you can't be making crappy plays like that in dude, the playoffs. He is the dollar store Marcus Smart. And, and, he used to be uh, Marcus Smart, but now he's Dollar Store Marcus Smart. So yeah, not yeah, he's Dollar Store. I would like pick him up at like the Penny Store. The pe- yeah, like free on trash night. <laughs> <laughs> the free, the free side that was holding up. Like pick me up, <laughs> pick me yeah, up. Yeah, like seriously, man. Oh um, my god. Yeah, I, I thought like my expector. I thought Rondo would have been a big factor, but he hasn't gotten too many minutes, especially with Reggie Jackson like being upcoming, like emerging now as like their second option, basically. Yeah. Which I, I kind of annoys me because I do want to see playoff Rondo come one out. last time. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to see him come out. Um, and you know, just like see if 
you know, he can really just like do it over and over again. But um, yeah, he's not getting that many minutes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I that's I already said anything about playoff run. Like, I just want to see him one last time, especially as he might retire after this season. We don't know. He's getting old, man. You know, he's been in the league for so long. We'll see what he does. But I mean, on the Jazz side, they didn't play too bad. Like, I'm just gonna say that. I'm just gonna throw that out there. Like, I didn't want to like say like, oh, the Jazz played terrible. Like, five, six of their guys were double digits. Bogdan Bogdanovich had 32 points. It didn't help that Donovan only had 20. I mean, 21 is still good for Donovan Mitchell, but man, only he was only 28% from three. And usually he's our their main scorer who yeah. like creates offense for them. Mm. And I mean Jordan Clarkson did well too. I mean, that's like the two guys you would I would say like the guard play that rely that are like creating their own shots. Rudy Gobert had some interesting, interesting like I guess dunk attempts and like just weird things that happened. I don't know. It was just watching Rudy Gobert that night was really weird. Like it, it just seemed like they were like trying to pass to him and stuff. And it was like, and like they were, he was double teamed in the paint. They're trying to pass to him. And then like, he tried to dunk and he missed like two dunks that game. Yeah, I'm like, he's like, yeah, not an, I mean, he like definitely is an easy double, double guy, but um, yeah, no, he's definitely like not a top offensive option for the jazz and they definitely shouldn't treat him as one because if they do then they're going to be in trouble i think yeah i just got a text from james that said he's just home so i told him like if he wants, I also got that. yeah if he wants to pull up like if he wants to hop in the, the the podcast he's welcome to but i mean that's the end for the jazz stuff and the clippers i mean hopefully we'll, we'll make the clippers will make it interesting if playoff p playoff p will make this interesting i don't know if they will we'll hopefully. see if he does i hope let's he keep- does dude because like i I know a lot of people clown on Paul George. I I like him. I think he's I think he's a cool guy. Um, and I think yeah, he's like a decent player. Um, and he's like he has such a good frame for just being like a good basketball player. He's six yeah. seven, you know, good perimeter defender. Um, a shoot, he's able to shoot. Like I don't know. I just wish that he would not suck sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> you wish you didn't. As again, like you heard you heard me say last time, like you wish he didn't give his give himself the nickname Playoff P because if he didn't. Because ever since he gave that himself that nickname, he's been trash or yeah, somewhat trash. You should not have given so. that nickname. And I think that that's kind of just like a rule. Just like don't give yourself a nickname like that. Yeah, that's kind of like what I've picked up. Let's see. Oh, yeah, and never mind. It is an official nickname for, for Paul George on in basketball versions, but he gave it to himself. So it don't count. Yeah, um, exactly. The last thing I wanted to talk about was um, it's not, it's not part, it's like, of course, we have the Bucks and Nets, but like the thing I wanted to talk about is like, when did I ever see. Hard, when this is like the first time I've ever seen like Harden care about defense. That's like the thing I wanted to say. Like yeah, just like the only statement no I want to say. He's coming off of an injury. Like that's who that's care who. about defense now. But um, yeah, I think it's really interesting because James Harden has been clowned on like mercilessly for you know putting no effort into defense, which is true. Um, yeah. Actually, if you watch some of his clips from the Rockets, it looks like he's putting effort into not playing defense. Like actively yeah. trying to not play defense. He just lets um, people drive by him on the on yeah, the baseline or wherever. It's weird. I mean, I'm wearing his jersey right now, but like sometimes it just you just look at him and he just like can't be bothered to play defense. And you're like, yeah. dude, come on, you know. But um, <laughs> yep. Yeah, I don't know. It's really strange because he's coming off this injury now. I actually just saw because I was watching the Bucks Bucks Nets game before I came here. Mm-hmm. Um, they're still playing. Bucks me, too, are- me too. I was watching it too. So it was an interesting oh, game. The Nets, so that's <laughs> great. But um, oh, they're um, still up by ten. <laughs> oh, yeah. James Harden had this play where Giannis drove in. I think it was Giannis or Chris. Yeah. Um, someone drove in, and then Harden gets the steal. And on any other day of the week, it, I mean, I'm sure you saw it as well. Yeah. Um, any other day of the week, it would have been an easy fast break for Harden. 
um, or like a lob to someone or something like that transition three. But um, he had to, he had to like stop and actually like walk backwards to let all the bucks pass him because he's, he's got his hamstring hurt. He doesn't want to re-injure it, you know? Yep. Yeah. And it's just, it's funny because game five, like I was watching that game just, James Harden was basically just a decoy because he just kept like he was not moving as well. Like he was just shooting up bricks. I'm just like, yeah. man, was building a house for himself on the court, you know? Yeah, <laughs> That's like, kind of what I was doing. He built a nice house. He built, he built a nice house. <laughs> he was one for 10, 10 that game. He was 0 for 8 from the three point line. He had five points. But KD, With 49, 49 point triple, triple double. double. Seven. So and, and the, what's the thing? What's it? It's the, um, he had a 14, 49 or whatever, like 45, 15, 10. Triple double, like there's only four players in his in the history of NBA of the NBA who made that triple double, and one of them is Luca for last year. Yeah, so and I think it was one of the only. I think it was the only triple double of that caliber in the playoffs. Like, yeah. Ever. Hold on, I'm gonna find. I saw the graphic on on the game. Like, I don't know if they'll have it on the, like all the stuff on like the news articles, but I saw the graphic on the games, like only three other players in playoff history have made this triple double. One of them was Luca. And I don't remember the other two. It, it I can't find it. I'm pissed. Cause I want, I think one of them was Carl Malone. I don't remember. Ugh, crap. I can't, oh, crap. It, not a big deal, but yeah. yeah. Point is that KD just turned up that game. Um, he took over. He literally, cause he was like, all right, James Harden, if you don't want to score, then I guess, you know, I got to do it all myself. And he did. He easily did. He had a. Oh, I'm so upset that he didn't end up getting 50 because a 50 point triple double in the mm-hmm. playoff would have been like unheard of. Um, so yeah, I was upset about that. But just I didn't actually get to watch the game. I was at um I was in in Virginia, so I didn't get mm-hmm. to watch it. But uh, I was following it on my phone. Uh, I saw the highlights as well. Like you just yeah. watch AD. He knows his spots. I mean, pretty much every spot on the court for him but like he knows his spots he gets there every single time and oh. he was on that night he was automatic see i found it because it was on tnt and barkley made a comment because barkley was the other person to make that triple double along with oscar robertson luca and then of course kd so oh, that's really? why i was like barkley said like yo he he's joined my, my record or something like that i was like i don't know what, what kind of barkley comment he made on that but point being i was like yeah you uh yeah he's 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 joined he's joined the tier of charles barkley now in the playoffs it's yeah, dope. Oh, look who's back. Look who decided to join hey, us. Appears. The Big wild, guy. wild Big O'Connor guy. appears. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, we just finished talking about the 40-15-10 uh, uh, triple-double, if you had any comments about that. Oh, my game. God. That was insane. I saw yes. that I was, when I was watching so that. I was like, what? Oh, yes. Okay, so now that, now that you're here, though. Um, yeah, let's talk about the Sun stuff. Sons and four guy. Sons and four. Well, <laughs> let's hear, I want to hear from you. Sons and four. We already yes, talked sir. about him, but – I want to hear what you have to say about it. Yes. Okay. What do you want me to say? What I think about the Nuggets series or the Suns moving forward in the playoffs? No, I want your opinion. Suns and four guy. Suns and four. The the guy who's punching fans. Just that altercation. I want to know your opinion. Oh, he's a fucking genius, and I think that. (laughs) Yeah, and I think that that Nuggets fan totally deserved to get his ass whooped. Both of them. Both of them. Both of them. And did you see that Devin Booker signed the jersey? Said yes. Him, now he's yeah. taking the game one of the yep. Western Conference Finals. That's oh, that's who he got. He got tickets to game one. Yeah. Oh, oh hell yeah! That's awesome. 
that's like we just we just talked about oh he got a signed jersey from Booker like why don't we just why don't I just punch Reed during the Nets the Nets Celtics series to get yeah, a Tatum I jersey? Yeah, no, I was like, like I was like thinking to myself I was like oh, dang I should have like went to the game and like just punched someone for no shit. Yeah, <laughs> well, actually, I mean to be fair though, um, the Nuggets fans swung first. Yeah, that's so what I'm like, saying. That's why I said that he deserved it. You know? Yeah, no, he yeah. totally the Nuggets fans totally deserved it, and that guy's an absolute foe. So hold on, James. Do you know this? Did he say this during game three or game four? Because I wasn't sure which game he said it at. Didn't we confirm it was game three? I didn't con- game three. Yeah, I think so. All right, then he's a much more of a yes, he's a legend. Yeah, exactly. like he predicted oh, no, the series totally. before. Because yeah, he, no. he actually he DM'd Booker after the game and he was like, "Yo, sorry to make the Suns fans look bad, but sentiment still stands." Yeah. Yes, that's what it was. Booker was yep. like, "Now nah, you a G." <laughs> yeah, because like, bro, he is like that was awesome. Yeah. All right, and also since you're here, because we I was saying it earlier, but um, yeah, I just about like we were texting about this, but what are your thoughts about the CP? Like, this is we threw this as hypothetical because we were talking about the the Jamal Murray and CP3 thing. So think about like this hypothetical here. So we're still in the Western Conference semifinals with Nuggets and Suns. Right. And so they so the Nuggets still have Jamal Murray and the uh Chris Paul gets covid at game 5, game 6, whatever, and maybe out for the rest of the series. How does that impact the series? Cuz I said it would e- make it like a tough game 7, like potentially it can go either way, but I had like potentially the Nuggets might have won just because they had Jamal Murray back. You know, that's like my opinion. But what are your thoughts if, if they, you didn't have CP3 for the last three games and Jamal was back for the Nuggets? I mean, I definitely think that would have been more of a problem. To, but I still think that the Suns probably would have won in like six or seven. It's exactly like, what I said. I said Suns yeah. in six or seven. If yeah, like, the, like I, I'm, I, and I, I've been talking about this with like, you know, a bunch of people. But like, realistically, in my opinion, I think because this is a possibility for next season. Chris Paul might leave, you know, so, um, you know, he, he's looking for the bag at this point and we're not going to give it to him. Um, if he wants a hundred mil, that's not happening. Uh, but, um, you know, if he leaves, I don't think that the Suns drop that much, honestly, like there's so much more like talent there and there's so, they have such a young core and like, they're, I think that they would still be like a four seed contender. So yeah. we were talking about that exact thing, not just Paul leaving, but like Chris Paul being out. Right. Um, yeah. And we were we were saying that um like the the CP3 effect is definitely real. Like wherever yeah. he, goes, he makes them better, like one hundred. For sure. But For um, sure. but what I was saying was I think that CP3's um specific impact on Booker, like specifically on Booker, is is what's like really pushing the Suns to the next level now yes. because. Obviously, we know that Booker's good. You know, I, I already said pretty much the whole thing, but I'll say it for you, James. Um, like, Booker, obviously, good player. We know that. But he goes through slumps occasionally. But CP3 yeah. always is able to kind of, like, get him out of it and keep him p- performing at a consistent level. So Same, same thing I, I said with DeAndre Aiden, having that pick-and-roll partner with DeAndre Aiden. Yeah, he so would not be as that, much of a player as he is without Yeah, without I don't CP3. think the Suns would drop, like, crazy amounts. But I think that it might push them to, like, a top – four or five contender that's you know like definitely not as like dangerous as they are right now yeah for sure and but the the other thing that i would say though is had we not had cb3 we probably would have kept rubio and we were doing well with rubio that's true yeah like i'm not like i wasn't like completely upset you know, if like that Rubio left and everything, he got traded. But um, you know, 
like obviously like I, I was so happy to get Chris Paul and everything but you know I think that if we kept Rubio and didn't get Chris Paul I think that we still would have made a massive run this season and would have been hmm. probably like a six seed for me to be realistic hmm. yeah no I think that even without CP3 I definitely <clears throat> could see um I could definitely see like uh conference finals appearance um definitely would be a lot more difficult without him but um yeah. No, like the Suns, like you just said, they have a great young core. They're going to be dangerous for years to come, whether CP3 stays or not. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, my last comments on that, like, I, I, I don't want to be so high on the Suns. Like, I think they're guaranteed play in tournament, guaranteed in playoffs, but I just don't know how high I could be on them with Ricky Rubio because I think Chris Paul is 10 times the level of Ricky Rubio. And I'm just shit. like, yeah, yeah it, it's – I think they – my my like because I'm a big CP3 fan. Like I think CP3 like made such a big of an impact on the Suns that they're like the deadliest team in the in the West, debatably the deadliest team in the West now. So like I especially with how the other teams are playing. So I'm just like without CP3, I don't know. I don't know if I could see it. I don't know if I could see the Suns. Like that's just my outside opinion on that. And I, you know, it's as fair as a Suns fan. Like you had still had hopes of Rubio because you saw how well Rubio played, and I could understand how how well like seeing how Rubio played last year. Or the year like, before CP3 like, came. So as as kind of a cop out as it sounds, yeah. Like we only got an eight game stretch of seeing that team at its highest level of performance, and mm-hmm. that was during the bubble. And they yep. went eight. So, yeah, and then and then Rubio dipped after that. So like you know, <laughs> we didn't get to see a lot of it, but they had a lot of success when we did see it. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Again. You know my opinion on this bubble's a little bit of fluke considering the Celtics yeah, made the Eastern sure. Conference Finals. So you don't, you know my opinion. I don't really. The Lakers won the championship. Yeah, the Lakers won the championship without. Wait, was it with without AD? No, AD was there. AD was there. Okay, I don't remember. He had that... like massive problems throughout the entire playoffs. Oh yeah. yeah, I remember that. That's what it was. Yeah, that's what it was. Point being that it, the bubble was just a whole mess, and I just didn't really believe in any results. Like, I still think – like, I'm starting to, like, come around, like, Tyler Hero's not as good as he is and, like, all that stuff. Like, everything that, like, came in from the bubble. I've been saying that. Yeah, I know. You guys have been saying that. I'm starting to agree with it now, especially because, uh, like, everything like, everything that came from the bubble, like, I'm starting to realize, like, well, why? Like, this doesn't make any sense now with a regular – like, like, a pseudo-regular season. Just, like, explain to me, like, also, also like, you know, like – not to give credit to the organization, but like explain to me how like how in like one season Jay Crowder became like the best three and D player in the league. He's been the best three and D player in the whole league. Like I do, like, no, or not the best? Not the best. Best. No, no, no. Question: Not the best, but he's a really good role playing three and D player. Really good. Like, no, but like during no during the bubble, like Jay Crowder was the guy for the Heat. It was like him and Jimmy Butler, and like Tyler Hero had that couple like good games, but like yeah. Jay Crowder was the dude. Right, but like on the on the Celtics, he wasn't he wasn't putting up like that. No, but I mean, like it's on he Dallas, was more, he wasn't doing on that. He's more know? defense than three pointer guy because yeah. I remember that the Isaiah team, and I remembered how much Jay Crowder impacted the defense along with Avery Bradley. So like oh, that's like my thing because I've I've watched Jay Crowder since I the Celtics. So. I think that he's a, yeah, Bam yeah. <laughs> I think that he's a very um, uh, easy to like incorporate into like any uh, team like yeah like a playbook or whatever yeah like any team like I think that he's very easy to incorporate but like I don't know I just felt like he had a massive jump like especially on the heat and you know 
moving forward. Well, he had two similar players and mentality, uh, like in terms of like Jimmy and CP3, both being like hard head mentality guys. And I think that really did push him. Like having that type of guy around him, I think probably did help. Again, that's like me, me prior, like putting a high, like, I guess, regards on like mentality of players, like, you know, talking about MJ, Kobe, Jimmy Butler. I always put in that category, that kind of stuff. Like I always love seeing that killer mentality because it really does elevate a player and also elevates the team around you. Like, look yeah. at the Heat without Jimmy Butler. They're just bottom tier. Oh, yeah. Totally. Probably. Kind I don't of, know. Kind of cheeks, honestly. Kind of cheeks. They only have Bam out of bio. And then – Yeah. It's only – they only got Bam, and Bam can't carry a team, clearly, because without Jimmy, they – I don't think Bam can do it. Because you see it with Siak, what happened to Siakam and the Raptors without without uh, Kawhi and, like, Kyle Lowry's towards the end of his career. So, I don't really believe anyway point being mentality is a great thing i, I love and I, that's why i'm always praising cp3 and i praise the suns for getting cp3 to boost their team and like exponentially like all their players have played well with cp3 around so cp3 yeah, effect is crazy teams he goes to better yeah the cp3 effect gotten worse since he got there but yeah i mean uh my since you hopped on james did you have any comments about the recent uh of the other games in the in the, in the semifinals other than the uh, no and the sun stuff Dude, like just the entire net series right now is just a nail biter. Just yep. a nail biter. You're telling me, bro. All the way through. All the way through. No, it, because here's what happens is that every time, so we smoked them in the first two games, mm-hmm. and they beat us in the next two games, yeah. even the series, right? Then KD drops a fifty, almost a fifty point triple double. We win. Now we're getting smoked this game. Like it's constant back and forth. And for some reason, in every single first quarter or first half, after the first two games, in these past three games, the first half, the Nets are like deathly allergic to scoring. Like they just can't do it. I swear to God, they started this game 0 for 8 with four turnovers. Yep. Like, I'm, and I'm yep. watching, I'm like, yep. <laughs> yep. I was screaming at my TV. Like, I'm like, what are you guys doing? Right. Joe Harris is, has, I think when I last checked, he was four for 21 on yep. this series. Um, or like the, his past 21 attempts, he's made four of them. And this is the guy who led the league in three point shooting 47% on the season. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know I what. I just want to put out there very, very quick. Don't yeah. have to talk much about it. Yeah. But Kyle Kuzma is shooting a better three-point percentage than Trey Young. Yeah. Oh, okay. no, my God. Yeah, oh, don't bring that up. Do not bring up Kyle Kuzma. I swear I don't punch my screen. Like, Stop what it. What is this? Stop it. Stop it. I don't know. We're living on where Kuz has a better three-point percentage. But also, like, Kuz still blows. Oh, yeah. He only sucks. took like three pointer, three, three, three pointers a game. You probably got lucky and got like three, three pointers in like per game, some like certain games. Who's I swear that's inflated. Like, that is inflated. Like, how, how does that happen? How does that happen? That's what I'm saying, bro. This entire season, the playoffs, everything, you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. We went on a little tangent about like this season's felt kind of whack, just been injuries and everything. So, yeah, I mean, that's kind of what we went on a little tangent well, on that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to give my two cents on it real quick it like i think that it was mainly just because of how little of time like every team had to prepare for okay this. so i was actually going to ask you after you made your comment about did you see lebron's comment oh yeah about, we did yeah okay that. so uh, obviously i mean you're shaking your head but it seems like you um agree with him i like see i'm shaking my head because i think that lebron's being like a punk about it 
I mean, I, I, <laughs> oh no, yeah, because he's right and he's being like, I told you so. I'm right. right. You know, yeah, like, yeah. like I do think that in some sense, yes, he is right. Like, so because there, and here's why: because they didn't, they really didn't have an off season, like at all. Nope. Like, like went, two months. Yeah. Like two, something went, like that. They went straight into training camp, and then you know it was preparing for next season. So like, all these guys really haven't had that much of a break, and I think that their bodies are just wearing out towards the end of the season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it. That's all yeah. I. Thing. Yeah, no, I, I was saying that like um because I, I was brought in the punk though. You know, he's being he's definitely being punk about it, there's no doubt. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah, I was saying like I don't know if it's true or not with that whole like shortened off season thing, but I think that like the effects are definitely being felt, you know. Yeah. I mean, without yeah. trying to sound like a broken record, because me and Makoto already talked about this. Yeah, but um yeah, dude, it's it's for sure. Like they didn't have enough time. Um and now we're, yeah, we're seeing the effects. We're seeing superstars, you know, sitting out in the playoffs because they're getting injured. Right. Yeah. But it's like, what I also think about it is like, don't go out there and play, play like a bunch of these games and then go on fucking social media and talk about how you like, you don't want to play anymore and that like you want to sit and blah, 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 blah. You wanted to play this next season, so play the freaking season. Like, don't like, don't be a like a bitch about it. Here, and you know, all you, social media. You know, you know what? I'm, like, my take on that. Like, you brought up this really good idea. Like, I just thought about like instead of being a punk about it, just like be a voice for the players and talk exactly. to the players association about shortening the season instead of playing the whole season and just, I guess, not using your voice. He is the most influential voice in the NBA along with the players association, he could have easily made them cut down at least 10 games of the regular season before the season even started to give them more of a break. They already did. They had a 72 game season. I'm I'm talking about 10 from 72. I'm not talking about like give like a 62 game season point point being give them more break, like time to like more breaks, like more of a break before they go into training camp and stuff. Like he, he said like doing that, he was just focusing on his movie. Like I swear, like he could have done so much to give these players some rest in the off season. Cause think about how much impact if LeBron says it, Adam Silver has to cave in. You think about it. Yeah. You think about I, it. Like he has, he's that much of an impact on the NBA. I agree. I mean, he's a, he's a definitely a big enough impact on the refs. I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. You know who's a big impact on the ref? Harden. I swear. No travels been called ever in his life. I swear. I'm just gonna say that right now, even though he's on the he's on the Nets. Spreading some dangerous territory. Yeah, I'm also talking. I'm also talking about. Okay, I'm also talking about in the sense of Harden on the Rockets because that's when he used to do that a lot. But I think Harden now is more of a playmaker type. So he doesn't do it as much. His step back three is definitely undefeated. There's no doubt about that. It's undefeated, but questionable. He's questionable right now. He's at like 10, percent dude. He should not be playing. Yeah, that's it. All right. Well, definitely no. I think he should be sitting for sure. But I'm talking about when he was on Houston and he does his whole move where everyone says it's a travel. So I watched a video where apparently, based on the NBA rule book, like specifically for the NBA, you know exactly what I'm about to say. It's like this whole like zero step thing. Yeah, so like so he has a zero step. He technically is an extra step in there. Technically, yeah, because so like apparently the step where you gather the ball that doesn't count as a step. So you wait. Have more so the first back. step back is technically a gather step, and then yes. he takes another two steps back, which counts as two steps and shoots it. And you're kidding me? I'll elaborate a little bit more on what Reed's saying. So basically, this is the last thing we're going to talk about because I think we should go back to watching the Nets game after this boat. Yeah, you can finish up, James. I want to watch. <laughs> 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 if, you, 
if you if you dribble and then you're on your way to like making your two steps, you you could as you're gathering the ball, you technically don't have full control or full gather of the ball yet, so you don't have you know planted yet, so it's you still get another two steps after you technically have already taken a step. So mm. it's a way to cheat it a little bit. Yeah. That's, so whether or not you agree with that rule. That's stupid. But no, according to the NBA rules, technically it is not a travel. Yeah. But that's in the well, rules. I can't say anything about it, I well, guess, because I mean, it's in the rules. You can, you can, you can argue a bunch of stuff though. Like, I mean, like yeah. even like uh, the, the shoot, the jump, the jump shot um, foul where like if it's like on a jump shot and they <coughs> zone oh yeah yeah the shooter, oh, like, the, oh like the argued, the landing zone landing, stuff yeah, yeah. That, that can be argued 10 10 different ways you know yeah. like, and if they call, no bro i'm telling you like these refs at least for these playoffs it's like they have no consistency with the calls oh yeah i know no. i was like at least you know if you're gonna make a bad call at least be consistent about like the landing zone like bad right. calls and stuff i mean you know? seriously no but the thing that pisses me off the most as watching the bucks net series is this 10 second violation on the free throw line Oh yeah, the I saw that. Giannis is clearly taking more than ten seconds. Yeah. It was like fifteen I, seconds. Wait, I'm serious, and I don't know if it's is it when he gets the ball or when he gets to the free throw line. When he gets the ball. All right, when so I think that that I think it should be when he gets to the free throw line and extend it to maybe like fifteen seconds or something, because like him, because like he sits at the free throw line before getting the ball already for like an extra ten seconds, because he does the whole thing where you know he looks at the hoop, you know, breathe out, and he takes his practice shot without the ball um and it ends up being like a 30 second like 25 to 30 second ordeal to take one free throw for this dude mm-hmm. i well here here's uh here's what i'll add to that is that they do the 10 second rule for free throws including a mississippi which is why oh, it's, it's one mississippi all right that's why it's done. Clarific- good clarification because <laughs> that's why it's done planes a lot it was actually 10 seconds there would be a different whole different yeah, and like i don't know maybe i'm just being like a little butt hurt cuz i'm watching giannis um no i agree but it's like no dude it's just really frustrating because every time he gets fouled it brings the all the momentum no matter who has the momentum to a Down. reaching halt right and it it like realistically on average an nba player should be shooting their free throw within 5 or 6 seconds like it yeah. shouldn't take this long because also like he takes six dribbles which is already like i think too many too much but even then it's like you take your dribbles and then shoot but he like looks at the hoop deep exhale you know like brings the thing up holds it for uh, a hot second then shoots it like dude it's like just take the damn oh dribble. my god and obviously the ritual doesn't work because he sucks at shooting free he's 40, yeah. okay i was gonna bring up he's 47 percent from three free throw line in the playoffs Oh, um, in the playoffs? I thought it was for the season. I was like, no way. <laughs> no, no, just in the playoffs. He's, he's turning into Ben Simmons. But, yeah, that's the last thing we're going to talk about before we go on another tangent. We'll see you all next week with hopefully the uh, the conference finals of matchups. We'll see who gets matched up in the West, uh, in the West against the Suns. East, We I have no clue who is, who's even going to be playing because they're all, they're all just like it's back and forth again for both the West teams. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it looks like the Bucks are going to win game six and then they're going to go to game seven. So. We'll see what happens. We'll see you all next week, hopefully, with some more breaking news like we had this week because we had a lot of fun news to talk about. So until next week, everybody, peace. Peace.